look at you now Just look at you now Just look at you now Maybe someone will die Someone will die Someone will die Maybe someone will die Just wanting to belong funny and all <laughs> but the show's about to start right, right now Welcome to a very special episode 25 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Today I'm going... What? Well, yeah. You didn't think I was going to do a best of Fear of the Dark, the album that I've repeatedly said is the worst, or at least my least favorite Iron Maiden album, because even the worst Iron Maiden album is better and more enjoyable than a lot of other bands, right? You got that right. So it's only fair that I, after sharing with you the best that Fear of the Dark has to offer, not every song got to make an appearance on the best of. So it's only fair that I share what is the best of the worst that Fear of the Dark has to offer. And trust me, this is not something that I was looking forward to doing either. I've already gotten a few interesting comments and may have damaged and soiled my good name as a respected podcaster. Okay, yes, I am kidding. We all know that I am not respected. <laughs> but yes, I may have burned a few bridges, lost some listeners, and possibly have a bounty on my head at this point for putting my neck out there for fear of the dark. And as you probably know, because if you're listening to the worst of, then you have already listened to the best of, right? What? You haven't? Well, you little rebel, you. Look, I'm all for rebelling against the sheep mentality. And if you love Iron Maiden enough to be listening to a podcast about Iron Maiden, then you probably do too. So, hey, 
Rebel if you want, but I'd recommend listening to the best of Fear of the Dark first because there will be some references in here that you just won't understand. Matter of fact, you've probably already missed a few. But like I was saying, as you probably noticed, I was very generous on the best of episode with Fear of the Dark because, well, never mind. We'll get to that shortly. So welcome to episode 25 of The Zone. I am going to painstakingly go over the worst of Fear of the Dark to give you the best of the worst of Fear of the Dark. I will let you in on the secrets of the album so you won't have to slave over it to find out for yourself. You're welcome. Now, depending on where you stand as an Iron Maiden fan, you either have an informed opinion on the post-2000 albums featuring Bruce Dickinson, or you're stuck in the past. (laughs) But if you are familiar with those albums and have opinions, then you're probably aware of which album seems to get the most flack from what seems like a majority of Iron Maiden fans with opinions about those albums. And that opinion in my opinion, is that the 2010 release, The Final Frontier, seems to be thought of as the weakest of the five. So for that reason alone, I took what I consider to be the weakest album before 2000, which is, you guessed it, Fear of the Dark, and I did a survey to see which album was the favorite between The Final Frontier and Fear of the Dark. And if you didn't see the results, which album do you think won? Come on, you know which album didn't win. It was Fear of the Dark, of course, with 39% of the votes. I saw multiple people comment that they were surprised that the voting was even that close. Like I said, though, people elevate Fear of the Dark because of the title song. Because there's no way you would listen to the rest of that album and think it's better than any other Iron Maiden album. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some good songs. I mean, hey, I just did a full episode on the best of Fear of the Dark. So you know I love it. (laughs) So, as I did on the last episode, I will go through the songs in order, and at the end, I will rank the best of the worst songs on Fear of the Dark in order of absolute worst to the best of the worst. And trust me, this will be no easy feat. Now, before I get down to the nitty-gritty, I'd be doing you and myself a disservice if I didn't take a moment to thank all of you that shared my previous episode, The Best of Fear of the Dark. And those that shared it are as follows. Andy in Falkirk, UK. Steve in Oregon. The Mountain of Apes in Germany. And if I'm wrong about Germany, let me know, (laughs) because I don't want to be... Uh, saying the wrong thing over and over. 
I said somebody's name over and over wrong, and it took him like three months to uh, let me know that I was saying it wrong. Is that correct, Yvonne? <laughs> Kidding. Also, James Alder from Earth, Mogi Gunn from Waco, Texas, Brandon from Kentucky, James from New Zealand, Yvonne from Malta, and Tyler Tunnell from Texas. Also on Facebook, I had Michael Blair from Grandview, Texas, and Joel Hebensberger from Oklahoma, as well as Melissa from Boston sharing it on Facebook. Now, she also shared it onto the Iron Maiden fan, co- fan club page, too, which is really cool. I really do appreciate each one of you sharing the podcast. I really do. Thank you very much. All right. Let's get into this now. First song to be included on the worst of fear of the dark or the best of the worst of fear of the dark is track number two from here to eternity. For some reason, this was a concert staple. I believe it was even a single at the time. It starts out with that intro that reminds me a little bit of Lord of the Flies and a little bit of the angel and the gambler too. There's some lead guitar behind the intro, which sounds good. But immediately after this, the song takes a huge nosedive with A, Bruce's very raspy delivery of the lyrics, and B, the god-awful lyrics that he's singing. I mean, if you think about it, prior to hearing this, did Iron Maiden have any lyrics whatsoever that were even anywhere near as bad as this? Maybe Prowler and Charlotte the Harlot, they're both pretty crass. 22 Acacia Avenue is not as bad, but along these lines. Well, to everybody except Andrew Whitnall, that is. (laughs) But it is interesting that the lyrics are so bad on From Here to Eternity since it is, in fact, another song with Charlotte as the character. She fell in love with his greasy machine. She leaned over, wiped his kickstart clean. I'm going to call this the worst Iron Maiden lyric ever. And if you disagree, prove me wrong. Of course, I mean, he's singing about a motorcycle, so... I've never known them to sing about uh, mechanical things. So, Another thing, 
if I had found out that this was a Bruce Dickinson, Yannick Gers ride, I wouldn't be so upset. Because if you've heard some of the awful lyrics from Tattooed Millionaire, you'd, you know, pretty much on par with that. But this was written by the boss, Steve Harris. This is the guy that wrote Hallowed Be Thy Name, Phantom of the Opera, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, Infinite Dreams, Caught Somewhere in Time, Aces High, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, Where Eagles Dare, The Trooper, Children of the Damned, The Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills. I mean, really, there should be more outrage over this, folks. Okay, back on track here. Once we get past the raspy verses, we then get a chorus of gang vocals. This just doesn't sound like what I want Iron Maiden to sound like. Verse and chorus two, more of the same. This song honestly sounds like an outtake from Tattooed Millionaire. There is one part that sounds really cool, though. Just before the gar- <laughs> just before the guitar solo, he makes the guitar sound like a motorcycle. Gentlemen, stop The guitar solo is good too. Both of them, really cool sounds going on. Best of the worst of From Here to Eternity. See, you thought this was going to be all negative. I just told you something that was the best of. Right, right. Okay. Now, after we get that, the the cool motorcycle sound on the guitar and the guitar solo, we get back to the yuck of the song the chorus, and then it's pretty quick. Thank God. Oh, that's bad. What's even worse about this? This song was played live 111 times. And unfortunately, I was there for one of them. (laughs) All right. We will be skipping tracks three, four, five, and six to get to track number seven, which is The Fugitive, which was written again by the boss, Steve Harris. This is the first of a triple shot of some of the worst songs that Iron Maiden has ever put on record. Now in a totally unprecedented and unexpected move, I have to say something that I definitely was not expecting to say on this episode. Okay. Wait just a second here. Can can I trust you not to make fun of me after I say this? I mean, you love your Uncle Steve, right? Okay, okay. I'll tell you. And hey, I don't care if you make fun of me as long as it's funny, okay? <laughs> so you know that in order for me to do this episode, 
I actually had to listen to these songs. I mean, I don't really listen to Fear of the Dark that much as it is. But when I do, all of the songs that are included today definitely don't get listened to much at all. So I put on The Fugitive, and I have to admit that after one listen, I thought to myself, oh, dear God, I can't believe what I'm thinking. But I think maybe I should have included this on the best of instead of the best of the worst. Okay, hope, hope, don't turn it off. Don't turn the episode off. Let me explain. This song starts with a cool intro, as well as an interesting musical interlude. Bruce is pretty raspy here, but for some reason, the chorus sounds decent to me. Never liked it before. The verses sound decent as well, better than I remembered them at least. The solo in the song and the music behind it is pretty cool, too. There's some really good stuff going on here, and Steve Harris is doing a lot of cool runs on his bass as well. Definitely not what I'm always wanting out of Maiden, but this song is actually pretty decent. Lyrically, though, this is pretty pedestrian for Steve Harris. But compared to From Here to Eternity... This is the second coming of Hallowed Be Thy Name. (laughs) The guitar solo is nice. There's a cool guitar thing just after it's over, too. There's a second solo. It's short, but it's also enjoyable. I am totally shocked by what I just said. I mean, I haven't liked this song since I first heard it in 1992. Deep diving certainly gives you a deeper appreciation for the music. Okay, let me get myself together here. This is supposed to be the worst of Fear of the Dark. Oh, wait a second. I said the best of the worst of Fear of the Dark. Okay, this makes a little more sense now. Okay. Now, before I move on, I will admit, I made my notes on here before listening, and I had to redo quite a few of them after giving this song an unbiased chance. I just really was not expecting that. So, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. If you get that reference, make sure and tell me what it is without looking it up. All right, let me get back on track here. The follow-up to The Fugitive is Chains of Misery, written by Bruce Dickinson and Dave Murray. I've never been a fan of this one either. The music is pretty basic. Bruce is singing low and raspy in the verses. However, he sounds awesome in the pre-chorus and in the chorus.
I definitely don't like the gang vocals in the chorus, though. Now, the second verses, pre-choruses, and chorus are the same. And then there's an interlude where Bruce is doing some singing and some really nice Dave Murray, like, bluesy guitar behind it. It sounds really good to me. Also, the guitar solo is good, and it ends with a little dual interlude. After that, the chorus plays a few more times, and the song is over. It's much better than I remembered, but I also don't love it. So, really weird. Wasn't expecting to say that either. So, Now next, we have a very special song on the best of the worst of Fear of the Dark. It's called The Apparition. This one was written by The Boss and Yannick. And let me tell you how special this song is. Well, wait. I'm going to make you wait. You got to wait till the end of the episode for me to tell you exactly how special this song is. If you've heard it, though, you know. The song kicks in and the vocals are like immediately there. Now, the vocal style to me is terrible. The way Bruce ends each verse with a short phrase, it sounds pretty stupid every time he does it. Now, I know what you're thinking here, what you might be thinking here. Well, Steve, what have you ever written and sung? Could you come up with something that's better than that? And the answer is a resounding no. I have never written or sung anything that good, and I never will, but I still don't like it. Another bad thing about this song is it doesn't even have a chorus, which actually may be good because if the Everything is this bad. Maybe the chorus would be worse, but okay. You want to know what the best of the worst is? There's a pretty good musical interlude in the song after the first guitar solo. It's not the greatest, but when you hear it, you do know that you're listening to Iron Maiden.
And that's always a good thing. The bad part is that after you hear that part, we go back into a bunch of verses and have to be subjected to a bunch more of that. I was thinking, maybe this is the song that swayed Bruce to want to leave the band. And in all honesty, can you blame him? (laughs) Terrible. Terrible song. Okay. After the apparition, we skip one more song, which just happens to be my favorite song on the album. Judas Be My Guide. I absolutely love this one. All right. Because I love you. I know you need a bit of a reprieve right now from what I've subjected you to so far. So this is for you. Next is another very special song, a rarity in the Iron Maiden catalog, Weekend Warrior, again written by The Boss and Yannick. This song has a pretty cheesy sounding intro, and then Bruce comes in more raspy than I think he has on any other track on the album. The verses sound bad. The pre-chorus is really bad too. The chorus isn't good either. Feel the tension. Maybe someone will die. Someone will die. Someone will die. Maybe someone will die. Oh, gosh. I'm supposed to be finding the best of the worst. Crap. This is not easy for this song. Okay. After what seems like an eternity, we finally get something in this song that's actually enjoyable. The guitar solo. It's really good. And then after that, we get a musical interlude with some dual guitar and bass. It is really nice, too. (laughs) 
Then we get another Yannick solo, and we get back into the god-awful verses again. What you gonna do on Monday? That's got to be one of the worst moments ever on an Iron Maiden album. What you gonna do on Monday? What you gonna do? What you gonna do on Monday? So if having to sing the apparition was not enough to make Bruce decide to leave the band, then I'm guessing that this song had to be the nail in the coffin. There are very few Iron Maiden songs, and I mean very few, that I would say are pretty terrible. But if you listen to this and the apparition, then you are hearing two that fit that description to a T. You got that right. T for terrible. <laughs> Even though they have some nice musical moments in each one of them. Can you imagine playing this or the apparition for someone and saying, Hey, you don't like Iron Maiden? Well, check this out. <laughs> God. I've always wondered if there's someone out there that loves Weekend Warrior or the apparition. I can't even fathom someone saying that. But again, music is subjective. So I bet there is someone out there that loves this. No, 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 no way, (laughs) no way, nobody likes this. Steve Harris and Yannick Gers wrote these two songs, and I bet they both hate them as well. (laughs) All right, now the moment you've all been waiting for. No, it's not the end already. That's coming soon enough. Here is my ranking of the songs from Best of the worst of Fear of the Dark. I got to keep it positive here, right? The best of the worst. The best. Just positive. You're going to think of me as a positive. positive. You're going to think, Uncle Steve loves Fear of the Dark. He didn't say anything bad about it. Everything was the best of, right? Right? Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, so I'm trying to think. Should I go from number five to number one? Or, yeah, I think I'll just go straight to number one. Okay. Okay, here is my, you've heard this before, the absolute worst song that Iron Maiden has ever recorded in their history is at number one, and the honorable title goes to none other than, you guessed it, The Apparition. Running a very close second to the absolute worst Iron Maiden song ever Amazing that they managed to only have one song separating two god-awful, terrible songs on the same album, right? That dubious title goes to Weekend Warrior. Number three. So each one of these is you know starting out terrible, the next terrible. Number three is the next terrible one. From Here to Eternity. Overly Raspy Bruce. The worst opening line on an Iron Maiden song in the band's history and a bad gang vocal chorus. This song would be the worst song on any other Iron Maiden album. But it got lucky and it was on the same album as The Apparition and Weekend Warrior. (laughs) Number four would be Chains of Misery. So this is 
almost the best out of these five songs. Bruce sounds pretty good in the chorus and the chorus, uh, the pre-chorus and the chorus, and the little bluesy Dave Murray soloing thing helps this song. I think if there were no gang vocals in the chorus, that this would be a much better song. Much better. And number five, of course, as you heard with my complete disbelief earlier, is The Fugitive. This song has the distinction of being the absolute best of the worst of Fear of the Dark. And moving forward, I probably wouldn't skip this song if I was listening to Fear of the Dark. So that means I am taking something positive away from this experience. Amazing, right? (laughs) Well, there you have it. I have shown you what the best of the worst of Fear of the Dark is. Do you think I was harsh or unfair to any of these songs that appear on this list? Do you think the list is too long or too short? Or do you think that the list is just right? Do you love any or all of these songs? Email me at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com and tell me about it. Also, you can email me there and tell me your Iron Maiden story, how you got into the band and what goes around with that. You can also find me on Twitter. You can also leave me a nice five-star review on Apple as well. I mean, no one else is doing it. Don't you want to be a rebel? Come on. Anyways, if you leave me one, do tell me because I don't even think I get emails if someone leaves one. But tell me and I will read it on the show. Okay, folks, that's it. So good night from me, from Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and from the boys. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, die, grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems Johnny Rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, dappy silly chumps, just push your lips and whistle, that's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the right side of life. For life is quite absurd. And death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your sin. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance in the air. So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath.